Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Midtown Atlanta, it's time for Health Connect South Radio. Brought to you by Sherwick Media, your health and wellness content specialist. Health Connect South is to serve the health community as a sustainable platform for regional health collaborations. Through our collective work, we seek to broadly define and advance the Southeast role in the future of health. Serving as a gateway between health industry silos, we seek to provide unique and meaningful partnership opportunities in health. We are pleased to share this information and these experts with you as a part of serving our mission. Want to be part of the discussion? Join in, tweet questions and comments at HCS2014. Good morning, everyone. It's C.W. Hall, your host here on Health Connect South Radio. Thanks for making us a part of your morning again today. Pleased to have in studio with me this morning, producer extraordinaire Krista Baruti. I'm so happy to be back after being sick for a week. Ooh, I didn't even care about the hour traffic last week. Yeah, I, I like got up and I was like, "Yeah, I get to go sit an hour." She came traffic. singing and tap dancing <laughs> in here today. I was like, "Dang, man, you're on the mend." Good to see you. Good to be back. Glad to have you on the board. And today, um, here on Health Connect South Radio, we're going to be looking at uh, some cool technology that is, I think, going to become one of the key components of how healthcare is delivered uh, across the country uh, and around our state and region uh, for sure. We've got folks from MedZed. Um, they're a company that's using uh, technology to provide. I guess technically we would call it telemedicine services, but it's kind of a hybrid of that because it's not just telemedicine. I've got Scott Schnell. He's the CEO and co-founder of MedZed. So thanks for taking time out of your day to tell us about your technology. Thanks for inviting us. And then we've got uh, one of the nursing staff that provides uh, some of the care on, on the home side of things because that's one of the elements of MedZed is while they are using technology such as uh, telephony and, uh, and internet face-to-face -face connections to uh, to put people together with their physician, they actually send nursing staff out into the field, if you can believe that. We're going back towards home visits, which is awesome. We've got Tiffany Holland, one of the nursing staff from MedZed. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you joining us. And and uh, and we've also been pleased to have Katerina Quinterno. She's a mother of twins plus another child, three in the family. And uh, their family has actually had the opportunity to become familiar with the MedZed and how it works, actually use the service to the benefit of their children, can talk a little bit about why it ended up making sense and why she would be so excited to have such uh, technology available. So thanks for taking time to tell your story. Thank you. Very happy to be here. So Scott, we'll start with you. We'll, we'll kind of go through your, your history. You, you know, you, we were talking before we went on air today, we've both kind of wandered uh, winding paths to end up where we are sitting here at this table together. And uh, so, so take me through kind of your background, you started off kind of as a serial entrepreneur as a young kid, my kid's age, yep. uh, getting out, making some things happen. So kind of walk me through your background, and then we'll talk about the genesis of what we're doing here and how it got started. So I'll skip the formative years, and I, <laughs> I think I'll, I'll jump to, I started, I started life as an accountant yep. uh, working in New York City, um, and I moved to Georgia to run a baseball card company. It was a way out of um, the accounting world, uh, for any accounting listen, accountants out there listening. Uh, you all know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> That's me getting out of healthcare. <laughs> exactly, same thing. So um, it was a way out, and uh, I joined a baseball card company um, down down here in Atlanta, um, and we grew it. It was a very successful successful business. Um, I went on from there to help to co-found a a service business 
um, where we partnered with Home Depot and sold and installed siding and, window, siding and windows for them. Um, we built a business that operated in 40 states. We had about 800 salespeople and about four or 5,000 subcontractors who did installations for us. Wow. And we managed the projects, and we sold them, managed them, and um, ultimately collected on Home Depot's behalf. Um, so it was, a, it was a very nice business. We sold it to Home Depot, and I went on to run Pike Nurseries for a little bit. Um, so I decided to get into the garden business, uh, which I didn't know a whole lot about. <laughs> um, it was a great experience. Uh, I got there right as we had a freeze in 2007. Oh, uh, yeah. And then it was followed by a drought that lasted about 90 days. Yeah. So it was an interesting time. I remember that time. It was. I, I, I certainly remember the impact. They were talking about how it was really hurting Pike Nursing yeah. particularly. Yeah. Just because, I mean, that's their business and everybody, we couldn't water plants, so... You couldn't keep them alive if you did put them in the ground. That's so. right. So, and I went from there, and I ran a I ran a a, um, a business that had manufacturing in China. Um, we made home um, uh, building products, and we had three factories in China. So I spent a couple of years going back and forth to back and forth to China, which is a great segue to uh, healthcare, right? Um, which I was introduced to about a year and a half ago, almost a year and a half ago, um, by somebody who would who had tested telemedicine and who had tested sending a caregiver to the house to help with the visit um, and said, I want to, I can make something bigger of this. Um, and I was introduced to him and we launched MedZed a little over a year ago. And f for me, when I've, I've only relatively recently become familiar with the concept of telemedicine and, and from my limited exposure to it prior to kind of looking into it now, was that it was kind of being used heavily in the like mental health kind of way to serve kind of distant patients, being able to provide service and access to a provider uh, in remote areas. And that's one of the strategies apparently kind of trying to be employed to tackle some of the shortage of physicians that are out in the rural areas. So in some primary care components to a limited extent, but from what I understand, uh, and I know there's some other companies out there now that are kind of emerging, trying to fill that space of telemedicine and offer uh, services in a variety of different specialties. You chose pediatrics in particular to kind of develop and evolve your model, and um, and and you've added a component that I've not been able in my limited research to be able to find anybody else that's doing this, and that is. The, the piece that Tiffany provides here in studio, which is you're actually sending a nursing professional out to a home where they have a need. One of your one of your customers has a need to interface with a physician. So you send a nurse to the home and actually does some on-site examination and gets involved with them uh, via telephony and the internet face-to-face -face kind of uh, portal, allowing a physician to kind of look over their shoulder, if you will. They're kind of the hands. It's almost like robotic surgery in a way, only the robot is a person um, where the physician is remote and they're seeing the results of the hands-on exam with like the otoscope looking at the ears and the nose and so forth. Am I on track there? So when we first, when we first started the business, um, the idea, when I first started looking into the business, the idea was that we were going to put a caregiver um, as a connection point or as a bridge between a doctor and a patient. Um, preferably it would be the patient's doctor, and we would sort of be behind, under the radar. We would be undercovers. We would, we would be the hands of the doctor. Yeah. Um, and the goal was to offer that. That was, the, that was the premise. The goal was to service 
elderly and frail and people who can't get out and children and, and all kinds of different patients could use um, this, whether it be for convenience um, or whether it be because they can't, can't travel, can't get out there, frail and with no means of transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the, that was the concept. Um, and, and yes, what you said is right. We, are, we sit between, we use telemedicine, we use otoscopes that are connected electronically, we use stethoscopes that the doctor can hear, and the nurse is the hand, serves as the hands of the doctor um, through the visit. Uh, that's that's really exciting. So I didn't realize that you can actually transmit electronically your your stethoscopic exam as well. That's that's pretty cool. So everything that you're doing from a examination device perspective actually interfaces with the portal and can either they can either hear the sounds of the stethoscope or see obviously what you're visualizing in the ear canal or sinuses, et cetera. Absolutely. And the doctors have been able to see and hear just as clear if they were laying their hands on the patient. Oh, that's, that's, I, I think that that's a really cool thing. And now the, as you've said, you're, you're linking up with a practice here locally. And so you're, you're actually going to be having your own doctor, your family doctor, whoever it may be in this case, a pediatrician, uh, on the other end of the, the portal there. So it's your nursing staff, but my regular doctor is right there. That's right. Or whoever's on call, that right? Is, so is it's probably how it works out. Um, so our tag is reimagining the house call. Yeah. Because instead of a doctor spending in Atlanta, could be an hour in their car to get to you, um, they can sit at home um, and and see and see patients. It's more efficient. They're with their family. They're happier. Um, the nurse likes what they're doing, and Tiffany can talks about that a lot with us. Um, how satisfying it is because they get hands on patients and they get to debrief after they leave and. They just get a better quality service. So take me through how it flows. If I'm if I'm somebody that's going to use a service, how does it work? As a as a family, do I is it just I have it access I have access to this if my doctor's office is participating? Is that is that how it works? Or, or do I have to sign up in some form or fashion, register? How does it work for a patient to be able to use your service? So it's a you it's a per click basis. So you use us when you need us. Um, or, or and, and or, you can come to us through your physician. So we encourage patients to, say, to start asking their physicians if they offer MedZet um, because we would like to partner with more physician groups because, frankly, it's the right to me, to us, it's, the, it's a good solution for them to keep kids out of urgent care, to keep kids out of CVS clinics, to keep kids mm-hmm. out of emergency rooms, um, to to have continuity of care, just a better a better answer. I see. So the ultimate goal is for me to be able to link up with you through my doctor's office because they're participating with you. But today, if my doctor's office is not yet on board, that's okay because you have both nursing staff clearly, uh, but you also have physicians on staff. That's right. That that will provide well trained. Highly competent physician care um, on the other end of the uh, portal um, if my particular physician's office isn't yet uh, a partner with you. That's right. And we see patients seven days a week after hours, Um, so Saturday afternoon and Sunday late afternoon um, and through the week from 5 to 9, Monday through Friday. And, yes, it's our doctors and it's our nurses, and you'll get great great care. and you can get to us through our website. Um, we, are, we have now built a database and, a, and a, a way for a patient to register, and we've built an app that's coming online in the next week um, where they'll be able to set appointments without calling us. 
And so for the, for, for the patient who is going to use you, um, once they, how quick does it happen? Once I, once I put in a request or, or a phone call, how, do, how long does it happen before I see a provider you know, at the house and we begin the uh, examination? Um, you can't see me snap. But <laughs> yeah. It's pretty yeah. fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, typically, we'll get calls as early as 9 o'clock in the morning um, for, on, a, on a day in, during the day. Um, we'll start seeing patients at 5 o'clock. Um, so we'll start to, to book them when people call. Um, sometimes we're able to, um, I, I think you guys were, were going out of the country, um, and we had to, we had to uh, come up with a workaround at 5 o'clock you were going to be on an airplane. That, that's absolutely right. Um, we had to leave for the airport at 2 o'clock. Um, had two kids with snotty noses and worrying whether being on an 11-hour flight was going to lead to more pain and more disaster on the other side. Um, and I called David at MedZed and I said, please, I'm begging you, can you get someone out here by one o'clock? Um, the pediatrician's office is full. Mm. Um, and frankly, I don't want to take healthy kids or seemingly healthy kids into an environment where they're at risk. And um, he said, well, let me see what I can do. And he hustled and snapping my fingers um, an hour before we left, he had Tiffany come out and checked all their ears. Um, one of them was on antibiotics, but fortunately that was clearing. Um, and we got on the plane with peace of mind. And so do you have to, you called in the morning for your, for your appointment. How, how, much, how long do you have to prepare for between requesting to see somebody and someone being there? Um, it depends. Um, la yesterday we got a call at five o'clock, I think, and we were out there at six or seven. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it, it's similar in, in experience to going to, say, an urgent care or your physician's office, but the upside is clearly we're doing it in our home. Mm -hmm. um, we're waiting for that visit in our home, in the, in the comfort of our own home, not surrounded by other children or other people who aren't well. And you know, Katerina, before we went on the air today, you, you kind of explained what brought you to MedZed and why it was such a good service to make, you know, be made available to you. So can you take me through some of the previous early on experiences when your twins were very young and uh, yes. then later once MedZed came along. Right. Well, um, I regrettably had had a, a very negative experience at one of the uh, pediatric after-hour care facilities. Um, I walked in with um, my one twin, my son, who was probably six months old at the time. Um, and your pediatrician's office always tells you rather go to a specific pediatric care facility um, with infants. Um, we walked in, he was screaming, crying. The waiting room was empty. The staff was all behind the desk chatting it up. It was late at night. Um, I'm panicked. I don't know what's wrong with my child. I suspect an ear infection. You kind of get used to those things. And they present me with 10 pages of paperwork while my child is screaming. They asked me for my um, insurance, my driver's license. I presented all my credentials right there. I said, you can have my credit card and my wallet. Just take everything. Can we have him seen to straight away? Um, and they just refused until every line on the paperwork was complete and every T had been uh, every I had been dotted, and I was so frustrated, I couldn't believe the lack of empathy. 
Um, at that point, I realized there was clearly a gap in the market. And when MedZ came along, um, as I said to you, it was like manna from heaven. They totally filled that gap. Um, you know, uh, Scott talks about being confined. Um, as a mother of three, when you have one sick child, you become confined. And then if you, the thought of taking three children into an environment where they become at risk is really a great concern. So having the ability to stay at home, care for all the children, and then have this amazing nurse come out, look at your child, all three of them participate because it's like watching, you know, some kind of um, <laughs> science, <laughs> science fiction yeah, movie. Yeah. Um, we learned such an amazing amount about the anatomy and our own children's um, anatomy because for the first time we could see what our pediatricians were seeing. It was incredible, really incredible, and an amazing service. And I, I thought that that was kind of an intriguing facet of what you're doing is because you're transmitting it by video to the physician on the other side, that does give the, the patient and family members there the opportunity to kind of learn and see right along with them. So I'm sure that that's a, a cool experience that uh, makes you have a little greater measure of understanding and some uh, less anxiety just because you're actually able to visualize what exactly we're talking about here, what we're dealing with. Absolutely. And, you know, MedZet always tells you up front the uh, spectrum of illnesses that they are prepared to look into is some ex to some extent limited. Um, so, you know, obviously if they don't take any risks with your children's health care, mm -hmm. they say to you, okay, let's see what we can do. If this is something we can handle, we will send the nurse out. And they do. And it's just, it's, it's a great relief. Um, to know that that exists and to have that in your own home. I mean, the comfort, the children are comfortable also. So it, it works for everybody. It's a win-win situation. So I need to point out, we did not pay Katerina to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> not well, at all. <laughs> you know, and that's one of the nice things about having somebody who's been able to use the, you know, this kind of service to be able to talk about what their experience was like laid against what they've experienced in the past. It would seem that this sort of service delivery model would would be excellent at treating those people that would seek urgent care. And, um, and I know that there are applications. I've spoken with one on the Top Docs radio show, actually, that is de developing an application that lets you make an, an urgent care appointment and then wait at home. You know, you know roughly what the time frame is before you would be seen. So that kind of helps that a little bit, but still you have to go in and you be, you get to be around others who are also unwell and maybe not unwell with the same thing you are. So you're increasing your exposure. So being able to stay confined in a controlled environment's got to be a great thing. Can you talk about your service area um, right now where, where it's, it, from what I understand, it's kind of, um, you know, in particular areas of the metro, and, and is that kind of how it will go? We'll just, we've got to obviously have providers that can reach somebody at their home, so um, it'll be based on geography a little bit as to whether or not the service is available to you right now, because we do have the in-home component that we have to be able to supply. We started with a, a fairly focused um, effort here in, in town. Um, and have since are now growing up up to cover the northern the northern suburbs. Um, we'll head south. We'll head south next. 
Um, but right now we're making a presence in, in the Sandy Springs and the Roswell and the Marietta and the Alpharetta areas and over into in, even into, into the Johns Creek area um, headed a little bit further. And so east. just then they're going to expand, I guess, contiguously with that as you add more providers or add more nursing staff, for example, in particular, obviously that's going to be a key component for your service delivery model is to have the nursing staff that you need. Yeah. So there'll be two things that we do. First, we'll, y- you can't, in a service business like this, you can't, you can't service everybody as you get further away and, and into less, into more rural populations, it's harder, it's harder to make that work, the economics work. Um, and offer a good service. Um, so we'll expand into other markets. Talk about what you can see. Tiffany, you can talk about this. If, if someone needs to see, have their children seen, what can you help me with? So we have a range of illnesses or, or um, sicknesses that we can take care of, ranging from ear infections to rashes to cold and cough symptoms. Pretty much the only thing we can't do is radiology, so x-rays. If you think your kid has a broken arm, we're going to ask you to take them to the emergency room for an x-ray. Pretty much everything else we're taking care of, even urinary tract infection symptoms. Um, When we come into your home, we can run a strep test, we can run a flu test, we can run a urinalysis. We can have all this ability to do on-site. So with that range of symptoms, it covers most urgent care stuff. So what is the triage part of that interaction like when I'm calling in or um, requesting electronically a visit? So if you're calling in um, to our phone number, then the call center takes your your name, the child's age, the symptoms. Um, It it flows through our triage pathway, and it either is going to take you to a yes, we can see, or a no. And then we're going to contact the nurse and the physician, let them know exactly what what they just triaged in. There has been one time where they said, can we see this? The nurse and the physician consult. Yes, we can. And we're off. If you do it, if you make your appointment online on our website, then it sends an email with your chief complaint and age and symptom to the call center and the nurse and the physician so that if there is any red flag, if it appears to be it's anything that we that goes beyond the abilities we have, then we would call you right away and say we, we would defer you to the emergency department. I see. And I, I suspect it would be much the same thing. If you walk in, start doing your exam, you, you sense this may be beyond what we're talking about. That's at the point when you would make a recommendation, hey, you need to probably head to either urgent care or emergency department for further further care. Absolutely. And many listeners might not realize that's what would happen at an urgent care as well. Um, Coming from an emergency room nurse myself, we often get patients from the urgent care because there are some things that the urgent care cannot handle, and they often have to then refer out. So now you've been in one sick rating room with your sick child and your healthy siblings, now referred to the next spot. So just like urgent care in a facility can make a referral out, if we deem that you are more ill or need further attention, we absolutely would refer out to make sure that your health is the most important. We've been speaking with Scott Schnell and Tiffany Holland uh, from MedZed, a telemedicine and uh, a digital platform that is kind of combining in-home visits uh, for healthcare examinations for pediatric patients at the moment, possibly others down the road, uh, along with uh, Katerina Quinterno, a, a mother of three children who has actually been able to successfully use the application. 
Scott, can you talk about the the platform on which this is built? Because we're not using Google Hangouts to hook up on face to face. So talk about how it's happening, uh, where you're able to actually link the in home provider with a physician on the other end. So we're using a secure video connection um, that will allow uh, multiple providers um, to be connected to a patient. Um, it's it's a off the shelf. It's a it's a product that's that's a secure HIPAA. Um, product that is a, tele, a, a teleconferencing service. Mm-hmm. And as far as the, how, do, how does it work with the devices that you're using to do your examinations? So the devices are plugged into um, or a, a computer or a laptop, um, and they're transmitting the data um, on a, on a, on a, over that line so the doctor can see it. So it's a high-definition video camera that collects the data, um, and displays it remotely to anybody connected on the other side, in this case, the doctor. Um, and the, the stethoscope um, connects through its own channel because the sound is so important on a stethoscope. Mm-hmm. It connects through its own channel, its own little bandwidth um, that doesn't get interfered with by the video connection. So the, the doctor and the, the doctor can hear it as clearly as the nurse can hear it um, as she puts it on the chest. I think that's really kind of cool technology, actually. So clearly there's demand in the pediatric uh, specialties uh, for parents that would really enjoy being able to be be seen, have their children be seen in the comfort of their own home by uh, a caring, compassionate provider. Where is this going? I mean, where where, where do we see this five years from now? Uh, So the way the... the we talked about my background. I'm relatively new to the medical world, right. um, which sort of makes me view it much like I've viewed every career, every industry I've been in with, with unknowing eyes, if you will. Um, and it's, <coughs> excuse me, um, it seems to me the, the, the world is heading more to more care in the home for kids, mm-hmm. for adults, for frail, for wh- whomever, um, more and more care from the home. Um, and the notion of, of a house call just feels right. Um, and there are doctors who will come to the house, and there will be nurse practitioners that will come to the house, and there will be all levels of care that are given in the home um, using, using things, like, uh, things like our platform. And we started in pediatrics, but it sounds like there may be plans to expand on that clearly, like we talked about earlier whoever might be needing to call an urgent care provider would probably be a good candidate, at least for a triage visit uh, or conversation on the phone to see if having a provider come out to do other exams beyond just a child. For example, there may be opportunities there to expand. So uh, uh, some factoids. I'm I'm always in fundraising mode. It's part of what I do, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And the U.S. economy spends, I think it's one out of every six dollars on health care. Um, so of our, it's, it's about $3 trillion a year is spent on health care. The, 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 the top 5% of consumers spend a trillion and a half dollars of that. So 5% of our population of 300 and some odd million people spend a trillion and a half dollars on health care. Um, our target is that, that that's the sweet spot over time. Um, when you have a, a, a frail elderly parent who maybe they have a little Alzheimer's and they get a urinary tract infection, um, that becomes a big deal to get that mom to a location. And then if you compound it because the kids don't live where the mom lives and, and dad can't help or dad isn't here anymore, 
um, it, it, it begs for something like MedZed. And in today's environment, that process can take a week. So you can live with a urinary tract infection for three, four, five days before you get the test and get the result, et cetera. And we can do it on demand, on the spot, and start to treat them. And for those, that patient with Alzheimer's, and you're, much, you're the medical guy, mm-hmm. um, but back in the day, um, yeah. But I understand that as a uh, that can be very disorienting right. and contribute yep. very negatively to, to the illness. Sure. So there's much many many opportunities with with treating the elderly and elderly um, who have um, diabetes, prediabetes, and they have high blood pressure and all those other types of, of illnesses that affect the the elderly. With our healthcare reimbursement model changing from disease-focused and treatment-focused to outcomes, how does that fit into what we're talking about here as it relates to, if I'm, not, if I'm, if I'm seen by a provider and a diagnosis is made and treatment is initiated, but I'm not seen in, say, uh, an acute setting like an urgent care or ER worse, you know, uh, or uh, say a uh, hospitalization is averted by this kind of care, is that an outcome that we're looking at? How does that flow into that particular requirement that we're looking at outcomes. So as we get more and more people in value-based programs um, where they're HMO-like, Medicare Advantage has a program um, where um, the the, the payment is fixed um, for a month for the month. Um, So I, uh, the, the, the health system will pay $100 for my care per month or $500, whatever it is. Um, and the doctor is responsible for caring for me for that $500 and can participate in any savings and will get hurt by any shortfall. Um, there's a lot of incentive to keep people out of urgent care and ERs and any place else you can. And we're sort of all ticking time bombs in a way. I mean, at, so, at some point. <laughs> yes, we're going to need care of some kind right. at some point, right? And if we're, if we're diligent in our care through our 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s, it'll keep us out of out of hospitals. And the, the cost of a hospital is, is, is just for one day is very, very high. Right now we're talking about rashes and earaches, sore throats, things like that, urinary tract infections. How far can we take it with technology? Um, what, other, what other things can we do in the home just that we don't yet have the, the device, if you will, that will interface with this type of portal to allow so, a remote technician or, or nursing staff to be able to do f- even greater exams? Pretty much. It's it's unlimited with the exception of when we get a portable radiology technician out here, we're set. Mm-hmm. X-ray is the only thing we don't have the capability of doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Now, are there devices that would solve that problem in the works? Um, they, they're out there. Um, I actually saw a prototype for, a, for a, uh, um, an X-ray machine that looked like it was handheld, but I'm not sure if that was just a design or someone's actually making the, the guts of it. Mm-hmm. But they're now making blood analyzers that you can take to the house, um, and they're making echocardiograms that you can take to the house, and I think portable sonograms. So there's all kinds of equipment that we can ultimately add um, to the nurse who has the skills to use it um, and, and partner with, with the right doctors. Mm-hmm. Now, w- one of the things that we were talking about a moment ago kind of makes a good segue in my mind uh, because – it would seem that a cornerstone to making this platform take off is involvement and engagement with the physicians in the, in the community so that clearly if a person knows about MedZed, they can go online right now and request service, which is great. But uh, I'm sure that 
awareness among the community is part of the challenge for you. Yes. Um, so from the physician perspective, because we do have healthcare experts that check out our, our content. So if I'm a physician, um, in, in this case, pediatrician right now, why, why link up? Um, so today, you as a pediatrician are getting, you, you have your set office hours. Um, you're seeing more and more patients in those office hours. Um, you are getting pressured from the insurance companies to reimburse you less. And you have patients who are getting frustrated with either with the wait time um, or going to urgent care because you're not open or going to a mini clinic because you're not open and you're going outside their system. A, it's not very good care. And B, um, you're, as a physician, losing money doing it. You're, you're making less money doing it. And MedZed offers you an opportunity to ex give your patients better care, um, make more money in the process, um, and, and compete. So it's a win-win for the, for the physician group. And I would also like to add to that that uh, MedZed works as a partnership and continuation with your pediatrician as well so that whenever we see you, our physician notes go to your child's pediatrician. We want to embrace continuity of care, and we want your physician to know how many times have you been on antibiotics for an ear infection, and now that I'm seeing you in my office for a well visit, let's look at this pattern. We want to make sure that that's a continued circle. So talk about the, the people component of what you do, uh, folks like yourself. Tell me about what's required for me to be one of your nursing staff um, providing in-home visits. Because, I mean, clearly we're, we're going into someone's home. Um, I'm sure there's some measure of trepidation from some folks, whether it's the physician side or even the patient side. So talk about what's the process. What do I have to cross from an experiential expectation and things like that to be able to provide in-home visits? Well, I can speak from the nurse side of it. So our, our nurses currently employed are all registered nurses or higher level. And then we all have pediatric or critical care emergency room backgrounds. So we all come in with some pediatric experience. And then whenever we are taken on to MedZed, we get specific hands-on training with this very specific equipment. Because this is not equipment that you use every day in the hospital or the doctor's office or those other settings. And so you get you spend some significant time getting hands-on training with our specific equipment and then um, going, going from there working with a partnership and a relationship we build with the physicians. You're, they're also they're, they're background checked um, for both driving and criminal background checks. They are vetted by our insurance company to make sure that they are um, that there's no, there's nothing, there's no issues um, with their ability to deliver care. So it's a pretty thorough process. And whenever your person gets to the home and they're they're taking care of the exam, there's from from what I understand as far as the patient goes, the patient's family member, um, there's just that one time fee unless there's some lab type things that might be a, a mild extra charge. But can you talk about that side of things as it relates to once we're here in the home, um, what it what it what happens for the for the family? Would you like to talk about that, Katerina? Certainly. Um you know, actually, hearing uh, um, Scott and Tiffany talk, I think they bear the greater risk um, as far as trepidation goes. I often wonder for them when they come to a house, I mean, they hope to find <laughs> a reasonable family behind the door. Yeah, but I thought about that myself. Oh, yeah. no, what if there isn't, you know? Right. Um, so I have a lot of respect for what they do. They take 
a tremendous risk, I think, coming to the front door of any home based on a call because obviously, Scott, you don't do background checks on us before you send your nurses out. So um, I think that's an amazing part of what they do. Um, Katarina, they what we do, though, you, you probably don't know this, but our nurses go in with something called an Amber Alert, mm -hmm. um, which is a, an emergency button Good. that they can access um, in case there's a problem. Okay. Good. So Good, good. Yeah, we take their safety very seriously. As Fantastic. much as we want your kid to be safe. So there's like a GPS, almost a GPS silent alert, if you will, that's, yep. I'm, I'm having trouble. Yeah. Exactly. And on that note, from the nurse's standpoint, I have not felt unsafe because they know the exact address they're sending us to. They have the information of the family we're going to see. We have the Amber Alert. We are in communication with the physician. So if something were to say, X amount of time goes by and the physician has not heard from us to start seeing this child, things immediately start to work. So it's not like three hours later they're going to say, huh, I wonder where Nurse Tiffany is. I feel very much um, protected. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, so, so when the nurse walks into the home, um, the first thing she does is uh, set up and hook up onto um, the Wi-Fi, get set. Um, and then uh, she starts out taking the vital signs of the child. Um, and in particular, with children, um, they're so well-trained. They know how to handle children, reluctant children. Um, and the younger they are, the more reluctant they are to offer up any body part for a vital sign. Um, so they take the vital signs, um, they make those notes, and then they begin the teleconference call with the doctor. And all the equipment is... Um, Basically, you follow it all on a screen, and you sit facing the screen. Um, you sit with the child on your lap, which is something else that's really incredible. Because from a compassion perspective, when you've got a sick child on your lap, and they can be cared for and examined while they're in your arms, it, it means a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so you see the doctor half of the screen, and then the children become the TV stars on the other half of the screen. <laughs> and they love that. Boy, do they love it. And you yeah. get your other two kids coming in and waving and you know, doing all those silly things. Yes. Um, and uh, we've, we've had a great experience. We've had continuity of care just by getting the same doctor um, in all four of our last visits um, from MedZed. So we've, we've had a great experience. Um, and... The doctor asks a lot of questions. It's very thorough. In a way, it feels even more thorough than in a busy pediatric office and definitely more thorough than in an uh, uh, emergency department. There is no question. Um, the doctor always tells you, I'm here not to substitute your pediatrician, but to augment the services that they provide. Um, and as Tiffany says, it's always a partnership. Um, I know that when I take my child into the pediatric office a week or two later to make sure that that ailment has dissipated, they have the record from MedZed. There's never a question. Um, so that one-on-one that -on -one exam and the time they take to really understand the circumstances that led up to the illness, what have you been doing to treat it, is, like I said, more thorough than I have ever received in even a pediatric office. This may be a goofy question, but um, if I'm familiar with the presence of MedZed, say I learn about it through my doctor's office, what if you get to my house and I don't have, I'm one of those people, I don't have internet, I don't have a computer. Do, are you still able to provide service through, say, dial-up technology that you have with you, or is that a question in triage? 
Well, we do ask in triage, do you have Internet access that we can use? If the answer is no for whatever reason, or if we get there and your Internet service is not working, mm-hmm. we do have Wi-Fi connections that we bring with us that we can, a Wi-Fi puck? Cellular. So cellular, you have a, you. okay, cellular Wi-Fi, gotcha, okay. So we'll try to hook up to the Wi-Fi in your house, first choice. Second choice is uh, we have a, a Verizon puck. Okay. So I, I mentioned before we go on air um, that one of the things that we like to ask everybody that comes to be a part of the Health Connect South radio show, what do you need? Um, what what would make your solution more available or your goals be met as in terms of helping our population's health status improve? So I guess we need three things. Um, one would be more nurses, always looking for more high-quality nurses. Um, two, we are looking for more practices to partner with us, um, pediatric or otherwise. Um, we have two partnerships today. Um, one is a pediatrician, a pedi- pediatric group, and the other is um, a, a, a physiatry group. Um, so they're offering for, for back pain. Um, they're offering the service. Um, so we're looking for more more physician partners, and the third one would be um, we are we ha- we're having discussions with Emory Healthcare, um, larger provider groups um, would be a great would be a great extension of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, what we're looking for is access to to more patients, um, and if it's an extension of an existing practice, they have financial incentives to 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 do that, and they can offer better care. And what we're looking for is access to more patients. What haven't I asked you about that we need to make sure everybody knows about? I think one thing we touched on a little bit, but I just cannot emphasize it enough, is the feedback I've gotten from almost every family I've visited. Two things. Number one, the family did not have to take their healthy siblings into the germ-infested mm-hmm. areas. Um, and number two... When I go in and see kiddos, they're laying on their couch, watching their DVDs, snuggled in their blanket, and holding their teddy bear. So they are comfortable. They're not, they're not screaming. They're not crying. I've never had to hold down a patient to examine them, which is quite different than in an acute setting often. Yeah. <laughs> you can remember that. And then lastly, that with technology these days, our young children are familiar with FaceTime and Skyping with grandparents and whatever, so they're not afraid to interact with the physician anymore. The doctor is not some scary monster coming in with a white coat. It's on the TV, and we're playing, and we're sitting in Mommy's lap, and the exams are so much easier. I think two things we should that you did not talk about, we didn't talk about, were price and insurance. Okay. Um, our The price when we sell it to a consumer um, directly is $150. Um, that will include any kind of rapid tests we have to do. Um, and then if, if, if the test has to go out for additional testing to a lab, um, the patient will be billed directly by their insurance. Um, and in terms of insurance reimbursements, today um, we are not covered in network. Um, and a person, they, they pay us up front and they can submit the insurance afterwards. Um, anecdotally, well, so we've been tracking now for four or five months uh, what happens and we've had anything from someone getting reimbursed 100 cents on the dollar um, down to nothing, everything in between. I think the average is about 70 or 80 dollars, subject to copays and and um, and deductibles. Okay. Um, but it reduces the cost significantly. Okay. And I know the website is mymedz.com. Clearly, you've got uh, social media on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. 
um, and Instagram where folks can link up with you via social media to kind of learn more. There, I, I've seen you've got blog posts there that have some information of why, why use the service versus urgent care, for example, among other things. Um, so that uh, if f- folks need to go online to request service, is it better one way or the other to pick up the phone and call or, or electronic? You get the same kind of response time? You can do either. Um, we'll, we'll respond timely, quickly. Um, we're building, as I said, we're building a new phone app. So I, you can't register on it today. You can do it on the website um, and register your children if you want directly. Um, and I think that's live. If not today, it's next week. So it's very soon. And just to, just to clarify, if, if your physician's office does become a member or a participating partner, if you will, of the service, it's your own doctor that's actually on the other end. It's not a provider that's from the MedZ team, for, that, that's for right. example. It'll, so, it'll be there on call. So it sounds like doctor. folks need to be saying, hey, you need to be a part of MedZ. Exactly. That would <laughs> yeah. be great. Yep. It makes the pediatricians look good, too. Any final thoughts before we jump off today? No, it's been great talking to you. Well, if you've not done so already, make sure that you link up with uh, the Health Connect South radio show at HealthCon Radio on Twitter. Uh, We link in, as I mentioned, with all of our guests, and that's the only cost for being here is you have to link up with us on social media so that we can share our information back and forth. But uh, it's exciting to be introducing the community to technology such as this uh, because it's not just technology. It's technology that's tied to a person going back to the home. It's, It's really neat to see that we're kind of coming full circle with uh, home visits coming back into play and it it seems to me that this could um, this kind of platform could really do just what one of our earlier guests a few weeks ago had talked about where hospitals are going to become more or less giant ICUs Uh, it would seem that uh, technology platforms like this particularly as we have the ability to do on-site radiology if we get to that point where we could really begin to see fewer fewer sick visits anyway in an emergency room or an urgent care. So uh, very cool to have you folks take some time and, and come and share your story. And Katerina Quinterno, a mother of three children who has actually been able to benefit from having access to this kind of platform. Thanks for taking time to share your story as You're well. You're very welcome. It's a pleasure. Krista Baruti. Thank you for letting me push your button, CW. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that you uh, link up with our guests uh, on social media. Check out their website. They've got a frequently asked questions section that can answer questions that we may have not uh, asked here. I know that there's some videos out there that you can check out as well to kind of get a better sense of what we're talking about here to kind of maybe visualize uh, a little bit more about how the platform works for you and your family. Thanks to all of our guests today. Thanks to uh, Krista Baruti. And uh, hopefully my co-host, Diana Keo is out there traveling safe today. She's on the road. Um, but uh, make sure you make an appointment to see us same time, same place next week. We'll see you then. This show is brought to you by Sherwick Media Group. Sherwick is the health and wellness solution, content that inspires change. Learn more at www.sherwick.com. That's sherwick.com. And link up with us on Facebook and Twitter.